Thanks for tuning in to the audio edition of our Sunday sermons. For more information about Cornerstone, visit cornerstonerome.com. First, I want to say, as you can tell, you may not know this, I'm not Pastor Jody. Um, Pastor Jody will be back again next week. I am Stephen Daniel. I'm the next-gen pastor here, for those of you that don't know. Um, I want to prepare you ahead today uh, before I jump into the message. Uh, Again, I'm not Pastor Jody. I'm a little bit crazy. I'm going to mess up some words. I'm going to mispronounce some words. I'm going to say some words that don't fit in a sentence and act like it do, um, just because that's how I talk. I like to just throw random words in a subject and just, just act like it, just flow with it, all right? So if you, if you notice anything while I'm uh, sharing, my wife does it all the time. She notices things when I'm, while I'm sharing that I said the wrong word and I meant something different. It's okay. You know my heart, right? <laughs> so it's a, it's a process. I am going to be sharing today, uh, continuing the message on Simply Christmas. And we're going to talk about consider the why. I just want to say this. Man, you'd be surprised how nervous you get when you come up here. I speak to people all the time, and my hands are frozen right now. Like, seriously, but it's not because I'm nervous because of you guys. I'm really nervous because I don't want to mess up and uh, my wife be like, you horrible. That's my, my biggest. She won't do that. She loves me. I'm just messing around. I just want to pick on her. But so I love this time of year. I don't know if you know this about me. I really, really, truly love this time of year. I love the music. I love the, the movies. I love most of the smells. Some of the smells, that's all right, never mind. I love, um, I, love, I love the crowded stores. I mean, seriously, Pearl will tell you, I love being in Black Friday and seeing the midst of the chaos. I'm not buying anything. I just want to be able to bump people and just get people around, you know? I love that craziness, right? Um, I, love, I love all the Christmas traditions that families like to form. Granted, I'm an old fuss pot. I'm a man, you know. I'm a fuss and complain about doing all those Christmas t- traditions, and most likely I'm not going to do half of them, but I love to see them done, right? I used to love decorating. My mom ruined that. That's, <laughs> I used to love decorating. I would decorate the Christmas tree, and my mom would come down the night after me, and she would rearrange everything. So that love was gone, right? Um, but more importantly, I love seeing my wife open presents. I know, that was good. Oh, yeah. Uh, y'all, don't, y'all don't get it. It's like, it's like a piece of resistance, right? She opens the present. She's going to give you the full facial expression and smiles. She's going to be all shocked. Oh, my gosh, it's lovely. It could be a piece of crap. I'm not even lying to you. It could be garbage. She's going to tell you how much she loves it. She's going to express what she's going to use this piece of crap on. And she's telling the truth. She truly and genuinely loves opening gifts. And I am blessed because my kids have inherited that same thing, right? They get that from my wife. Me, on the other hand, I'm a little turd. (laughs) Yes, and um, I know where it came from. Uh, Backdrop, when I was a young man, uh, probably 14, 15, teenager, I'm supposed to be a little bit older, uh, but we had one Christmas where um, my mother asked six boys, write up your Christmas list, and me being the greedy uh, turd that I was, I wrote down this long Christmas list. My mother had to work like two, three jobs during this time. She worked so many hours. She went, she went to all these different stores, went all around town trying to buy Christmas gifts so that it will match our list. Now, on my list, if you looked at my list, it said Nike shoes, Nike shirt, Nike pants, Nike socks, Nike underwear, 
Nike earrings. I had earrings back then. Nike. It was Nike everything. Christmas Day came. I went to open the presents. I was all excited. We went downstairs to open the presents. Everybody, one gift at a time. And the disappointment that just came. I was, again, I was a little turd, but work with me. I mean, work with me. I opened up the presents, wrapped it up. It was an Adidas sweater. For those of you that don't know the difference. <laughs> I know some of you like... Some of you men out there like, just give me a a blue shirt and I'm good. Well, I'm a little bit more vibrant, right? I like to live in color. I like like what I like and don't give me anything else but what I like. Um, So Adidas shirt, Fila shoes, Reeboks jogging pants. (laughs) Nothing was Nike. To say I was heartbroken and disappointment is an understatement. I think I may even cried a little bit. At 14, 15 years old, I'm in high school. I cried a little bit because I was disappointed. Now, the flip side is my mom's response to this because I didn't realize this in the moment, but she also was very heartbroken and disappointed. Looking back, I can say that now, but I I noticed that because I was upset with my gift, she was upset because I didn't appreciate it. I didn't appreciate the work that went into it. The fact that she at least got me something so that I can open up on Christmas Day. You know what? It's funny how when we get a blessing, sometimes we'll consider it a curse. And how sometimes when God has given us a gift, that disappointment and heartbreak is really just a setup for what God wants to take you next. Today we're going to look at the story of Jesus. You know, he was born. He was born of a virgin, right? And we're going to look at how some people were heartbroken and disappointed during that time. So if you will, if you open your Bible or turn uh, your phones um, to Matthew chapter 1, we're going to jump right into it. We're going to find out what the scripture had to say about those, that individual in particular. (laughs) Again, bear with me. I randomly scream. I will try not to do, do that to you guys. Um, I like to get some of my tension out. So it's really just for me, uh, but none of us. All right, it says this in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. We're going to jump. We're going to read all the way down to 24. I mean, 25. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh-huh. That's okay. Joseph to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly. So she decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he, he will save his people from their sins. All this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through the, his prophets. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Jesus woke up, he did as the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. And he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born, and Joseph named him Jesus. Now, I'd like to pause because I feel like the Bible did a great job of just breezing right past what happened. Now, if you didn't know this, I'm a man. And 
I was a virgin when I got married. I'm going to just give you a little backdrop about why men get married and why women get married. This is a, some of you guys have little kids in the ear. Just plug the ears for a second. I'm not getting too much details. Men get married for marriage night, the wedding night. Women get married for the wedding day, right? Men look forward to having a long life and producing many kids. Women get married because they love to have children. Men get married because they saw their fine thing and they want that in their household. (laughs) Women get married because this lump of clay they can mold. (laughs) There's just a little bit difference, small little differences between a man and a woman. So we find out that Joseph had finally handpicked the woman that he was going to marry. He paid the bride's price. He was excited. He was preparing his home. And his soon-to-be wife goes off, we find out in the book of Luke, goes off for three months, and she returns. I imagine that interaction looked a little bit differently. She left with a flat stomach. She came back looking like me. (laughs) They didn't have beer back then, so that was the beer belly. But the interaction looked a little bit different. It probably was Joseph. Mary walks in. Hey, Joseph. Oh, my gosh. I missed you. Joseph's like, what is that? (laughs) Mary's like, well, uh, I'm pregnant. (laughs) You're you're kidding me, right? You're not pregnant. Pregnant, pregnant. You're pregnant. It's like, yeah, I'm pregnant. Uh Uh-huh. You're pregnant. Get out. No, 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 Joseph. Don't. No, no, no. Get out. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. It's God's baby. Oh, here we go. You one of those. You're going to just blame God, right? It's God's baby. God got you pregnant now. No, no, seriously. God got me pregnant. Lay one night, an angel of the Lord. So you tell me an angel and God slept with you? This is what's going on in your household? I'm sure Joseph was not convinced after seeing Mary and having a conversation with Mary that that was the Lord's baby. In fact, we find out in verse 20, it says that Joseph went away and he considered this. Now, number one is, what was Joseph considering? He was considering the what? Because all these things that happened, that had conspired, Joseph was a little upset. It was like Joseph had to consider, on the one hand, here was the woman of my dreams, right? On the other hand, This woman just turned my world into a nightmare. My world is shattered now. On the one hand, he wanted to spend the rest of his life with her. On the other hand, if he marries her, the rest of his life will be filled with the fact that he knows she was, she slept around on him. On the one hand, he could call the wedding, he can call off the wedding quietly. You know, just get rid of her. Dismiss her. But on the other hand, remember, he had to pay the, the bride's price for that fine piece of wife that he was looking forward to. On the one hand, he was a Jew, and he expected the Savior to come to the world. On the other hand, he was a Jew, and he can easily have her stoned for her actions. Joseph was considering all the what's. And I find it interesting that we also at times, we'll consider the what's in life. When 
horrible or bad things happen. When we get passed up for a job promotion, we consider the what's. When we didn't get accepted to that school that we wanted to, we consider the what's. When that girl we liked told us to get, get lost, loser, we consider the what's. When you don't get the house you want, oh, you go searching for that dream house. And that house gets sold right underneath your feet. You just can't seem to find the house in that location. You consider the what's. When your car breaks down out of nowhere, you consider the what's. Oftentimes in life, we even do this a lot at Christmas time. We do this when it comes to buying gifts for our kids. We consider the what's. What's on my kid's laundry list? My son wants a Nintendo Switch for Christmas. I, let me just, let me tell you, I have been so blessed. I haven't had to spend over $100 for anyone's gift in my household. Been, oh, I've been loving it up until this year. But this knothead wants a Nintendo system. And now I got to spend $300 on a system, $50 on a game, and all these extras. I'm like, dear God, Pastor Peter needs to give me a raise. This is ridiculous. <laughs> just so I can provide for Christmas. We consider the what's. We pick up extra jobs like my mom did when I was younger. So we can do the what so we can provide for our kids. We consider the what's. We're going to all the different Christmas parties because we want to be busy. We want to make sure everybody knows we love them and support them. We consider the what's. We look at the advertisements and we're like, we got to buy everything because this is a deal of a lifetime. What you don't realize is, that was my water. What you don't realize is, this was a piece of junk in the first place. They just marked it down. They had it on shelf for the past two years. They just trying to get rid of it. But now you get a deal. Thank you. Thank you, Gary. That was very holy of you. I appreciate that, sir. We consider the what's. You know, there was a, there's a lot of bad things that can happen to us that we can, we can consider as God. What in the world is going on? Why me? And I imagine that's what Joseph probably was dealing with. Why me? I had done nothing wrong. I was a virgin. I had finally found the woman of my dreams. Why me? She's claiming to have the son of God. Why me? What the is going on? Just the what? The what's. All right? Well, I feel like God wanted Joseph to consider something different. Instead of Joseph considering the what, God wanted Joseph to consider the why. It says this in verse 20. As he was considering this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary of his wife as, his wife, as your wife. For the child within her will, um, was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through the prophets. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him which, Emmanuel, which means our God is with us. God was wanted Joseph to center. Why did God send his son into the world? That's the why. Why was God sending his son in the world? Joseph didn't have the full picture, but we find out in John 3.16, and most of us know this verse, is for God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son. He so loved. It was the love that caused God to send the son into the world, which means the son that Joseph was encountering was, was birthed out of love. The why was the source. 
When you consider the why, you find out the source of all that's going on. When you consider the why, you find out, God, I know this is happening, but why have you allowed this to happen in my life? What's the source behind it? When you lose that job promotion, maybe God is saying, hey, I got another job for you that's not in Maryland. It's actually in Georgia. When you miss out on those houses, God say, maybe I don't have a house for you here in Maryland. I actually moving you to Georgia and I have a specific house for you. When you consider that girl that that passed you up and said, get get lost, loser. Maybe God is saying, hey, I have your pearl waiting for you. Just turn your head. She's right there. When you considering, let me see the other one, because all of these actually apply to my life, which was funny. When you consider that car that broke down, maybe God was like, I was just waiting for you to stop relying on what you have and trust me for something more. Understand, just because the what in your life is going crazy doesn't mean God doesn't have a why that's working behind scenes so that he can transform your life. God is working and he's wanting to do some miracles in your life. And he's just looking to see if you're going to consider the why this is going on. There's always some ugly whys. Why is the world going to the hell in a hands basket? Why is people fighting when they go to Walmart for a Christmas gift? Why is everybody so busy these days? There's a source behind the why. But if you look at your own life and you consider the obstacles that you're faced with, you will find out that maybe God is up to something big in your life. Maybe God wants to do something through you so that you can bless others around you. Maybe God just was waiting for you to have this moment of breakdown so you can see his power in full fruition. I'm going to wipe off my sweat. (laughs) Jesus. All right. And James, it tells us this when we face with obstacles. It says this. It says, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider an opportunity for great joy. For we know that when faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you'll be perfect and complete, needing nothing. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He would not rebuke you for asking. When you're faced with trials, especially when we look at this Christmas season, when you're faced with trials, ask God why. Why is this going on? Why did you miss out on this job? Why did you not, after you did all the diligence, the work, you made these reports, and you put in this bid, you did all the work behind it, and this person decided to go with someone else? Why? As men, maybe the why is God wants you to be at home with your family. Do you realize your biggest ministry is to your household? You're called to be a leader of your house. That if you're so busy making money for the house, providing for the house, you're missing that your kids need you more than anything else. As I look back on those Christmas when I was younger, I don't remember half the stuff I got. I don't remember 90% of the stuff I got. But what I do remember is the time that I went and sat and had coffee with my dad. I can't, couldn't stand coffee, by the way. just want to point out, I would just want to be like my dad. But I remember going out to breakfast and going to have coffee with my dad. I remember every time me and my dad would go to the movies. He would ask everyone in the household, hey, anybody want to go to the movies? No one would ask, say yes. My mother wouldn't even go. We would go to the movies. I will sit in the movie theater. He will fall asleep halfway through the movie. Wake up at the end. That was a good movie, wasn't it? Like You were was, you was asleep. You didn't even watch the movie. 
I remember those times. Woo! Is it me? Was it warm in here? Oh, gee. I remember the impact that my father has on my life. What impact are you leaving behind because you're so busy during this season? Think about those that are in your household. Maybe you're a single adult here. Maybe you feel like you're alone in the midst of a large crowd of people. If you want to have friends, you need to show yourself friendly. You need to start knocking on some of these old people's doors. Trust me, they need somebody to talk to. I know I go over, Mr. Bill's not here. I go over his house and he'll talk your ear off. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. He will, be, he will talk your ear off. Pastor Ronnie came over there because he wanted somebody to talk his ear off. So he was over there just chilling out with a limp arm and everything. It was great. You don't have to be alone during this season. You do not have to be alone. There's people all across the U.S. that's looking for somebody just to come and talk to them. Go sit with them. Don't think you have to wait for somebody to invite you over. Don't come knocking on my door, but I'm sure other people would preach. <laughs> right? <laughs> Pastor Peter told me you can come knock on his door anytime. <laughs> he does not mind. No, I'm joking. You can knock on my door. I, I don't mind it. I live at 324 Mathis Drive. Um, that's this address if you didn't know that point that out but what are you going to do differently because you know there's the what's that's happening in your life and the what's are going to continue to happen in your life but are you just going to look at what's going on or are you going to look at the source of what's going on If you spend your whole life just looking at the what's going on, you're going to miss the source that God has for you. That he's behind, working behind scenes to make all these things happen. Look at the Bible. If Noah just looked at the source, uh, at the what, was he had to spend years building a boat. The source was God was saving his family so he can repopulate the earth. Look at Joseph. Joseph, he was thrown into a pit sold into slavery, was, was, a, uh, was locked up in jail. If he just looked at the what, it was horrible. But the source was God was going to use him to save his people so that a remnant would carry on the name of God. If you just look at the what, you end up like David. David was on the run from his life. He was called to be the next king of Israel. He hid out in caves, but God was just working those fine details out through his life. So when he became king, he wouldn't consider himself more highly than he ought to. You got to look at the source of what's going on. Maybe you're like me. The what was, you didn't do great in, in English and in spelling. I'm a great speller now. I can spell things like was uh, Christmas, I, can, I got that one down pack, right? But maybe you weren't a great speller. Maybe you didn't even think yourself as a great speaker. But the source was, that was trying to confuse you, was the, actually the enemy. Because God knew that he had a gift and a purpose for you, that you were going to be used to minister to thousands of people on a regular basis. Consider the source. You know, I actually, I actually sat down not that long ago, and I started thinking about my life. And I started to realize what the enemy had done to try to trick me, trip me up. He tried to get me to think that I was stupid. He didn't try to think I was ugly because I look good. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Take a good look, ladies. I'm married, though. I'm married. Okay. <laughs> he tried to get me to think 
that I was stupid. And I had a conversation with my brother who grew, grew up in the same household. And me and him, as we were discussing these things, he said, never once did I ever think that I couldn't do something. And that surprised me. Never once did I think that I was, I was dumb enough that I couldn't get the grades that I wanted or couldn't get into a college that I wanted. That completely surprised me because growing up, that's all I thought. I thought I couldn't do it because I'm too stupid. There's no sense of applying for that school. You're not going to make it in. Just get to the school where they accept you for your grades that you have. Do you understand what the enemy was doing behind scenes? He was trying to trip me up so that I can get off my, my horse, get off, my, get off what God has determined that he was going to do in my life. What things in your life is the enemy trying to trip you up in? You can look at it. You can trace it back to childhood. Maybe your parents went in the household. I get it. My parents were separated for nine years. I know how it feels to be in a single household with five other boys, with holes in the walls, with mice running around, with roaches all over the place because you got nothing. I get growing up in a single household and you feel like your dad left you out to dry. I get it. But what was the source behind that? What was he trying to do for you and through you? What was the enemy trying to say to you so that you can not fulfill the destiny that he had put in your place, in your hand? The enemy wanted Joseph to consider if he was going to get rid of Mary. And if Joseph got rid of Mary, we wouldn't have the son of Jesus right now. We wouldn't even be sitting in here having this discussion. If Joseph had a drug out to the, the, the middle of the town and had her stoned, salvation wouldn't even be available to us. It was placed on Joseph's shoulder whether to determine and decide if he was going to follow through what God had for his life. It was embarrassing, though. It was very embarrassing. Even if he followed through what God had for him, he had to know that his boys were going to make fun of him. Because that that's what guys do. We pick on people. And so when Joseph took Mary as his wife, and she had that baby, his boys knew, hey, you know that ain't your, your baby, right? I pick with my brothers. Because I tell them that their oldest baby, one of his name's Devin. I tell them that that's my son with his wife. I'm like, you know, that's my baby, right? It's not even his child. So I imagine that same thing happened in Joseph's life. Hey, how's my wife doing? How's my son's doing? Joseph had to deal with that pain his whole life. But in the back of his mind, him knowing, God told me to do this. What are you going to do with what God has told you to do? What are you going to do with what God has told you to do? Did he tell you to do something that's embarrassing? That caused heartbreak and disappointment in your life? That's going to cause you to really not want to do it? Is he telling you to drop that job? This is, this is real. You know, there's some of you right now that's considering the job place you're at right now. And you're like, you know what, God? I want to keep this job, but it's keeping me from going and having fellowship on Sundays with my family. But it's providing for my household. Maybe God is like, you're at that crossroad. Are you going to believe me as your source? Or are you going to rely on this man to be your provider? Maybe you're at that crossroad. You're trying to decide on, is this the woman of God for you? Or if this is the man of God for you? If you got to do that much debate and questioning, you need to move it on. 
if you're, if you're in turmoil, like, you know, I know she look good, but she don't love Jesus. Looks, listen, looks fade. I mean, just look at Pastor. Never mind. <laughs> Some people look better. Pastor Ronnie, you look good. You know, Miss Diana, you look good. Mr. Gary. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Looks fade, you guys. If you got to struggle that much with a woman that you're with, with a man that you're with, maybe you shouldn't be with that person. I'm not giving you a liberty to dump your husband and your wife. Let's just, like, I, I don't want to hear phone calls. Pastor Peter, the, the office gets a phone calls. Hey, just to let you know, we broke up. You know, you said I shouldn't fight that much. I'm getting rid of him. He's a lazy son of a Jesus, holler, Christ, my, whatever. I'm going to get rid of him. We don't want that. Because you can redeem your marriage. You can work it out. Stop. You can work it out. Figure it out. But if you're not married, don't fight so hard to keep it going. Get rid of it. Move on. Trust me, there's so many other people out there. Even if God got to go to South Africa and get you a wife, he'll do that. (laughs) It's going to be the best thing that ever happened to you. Because she's going to smack you around. <laughs> You're going to sleep with one eye open. <laughs> Best thing ever happened to you. I love you, baby. Just want to say that. Just want to say that. Here's the closing thought. Have you considered the why? Why these things are happening to you? You know, I got a lot of craziness that I have gone through. But I consider myself like Shadrach, Meshach, and that bad Negro, right? (laughs) Not everybody can say that. I just want to make sure I point that out. Matt, don't be coming around me using those words. I hear you, you know. But I consider myself like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I feel like I've been thrown into a lot of fire. And I came out not even smelling like smoke. I smell like sweat right now, but not smoke. <laughs> Let me give you a little backdrop. Again, I told you my parents were separated for nine years. From the age three to 12. That's a long time, a lot of formative times to not be without your parent, your dad in the house. My grandmother, who I was the closest to, she died when I was like seven or eight. I don't even know. I can't remember things like that. I was in a coma for a week. Wasn't supposed to be able to talk again, walk again, all that good stuff. My dad is currently locked up in federal penitentiary. My brother is currently locked up in jail. I have seen countless people who I've gone with get murdered. I was personally kicked out of class for just acting a fool. Yeah, that was fun, actually. Let me take that one back. That was a good one. (laughs) I'm joking. That's not good. Don't get kicked out of class. Stay in school, kids. Worship team, you come on up. Maybe you're going through some things in your own life, and you haven't considered the source. On the one hand, it's the enemy wreaking havoc on your life. We know from the word that the enemy comes to kill, 
steal, and destroy. But on the other hand, which is the one, the, the side I want you to consider, is that God came that you may have life and have it, have it more abundantly. On the one hand, Joseph could have easily gotten rid of this lady. He could have easily said, that's it. I'm done with it. I'm done with being married. I'm done with women all around. I'm sick of it. On the other hand, what if this is the son of God? What if this is actually God showing up on earth so that the rest of the world would have an opportunity to receive salvation? So what's the source of what's going on in your own life? This is a great season to do it. Great season to sit down and look at what's going on in your life. If you're spending over your means, if you're so busy you don't have time for nobody, if you're, you're so focused on me, 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 maybe you need to stop and consider the source. Maybe you need to slow down and be intentional with what you got going on in your life. Maybe your child only needs one gift. Maybe your wife only needs one pair of earrings. Maybe your husband only needs 10 pairs of shoes. I just want to say that. Ten, shoes are good. That's what, that's, sorry, I'm getting back serious. Consider your source of what's going on. Because we know this from our word. That what the enemy tends for bad, God will turn it around and use it for his good. He did it for Joseph. He did it for David. He did it for Daniel. He did it for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He did it for Abraham. He did it for Isaac. He did it for Jacob. You go through the Bible. The enemy attends for bad. God has a way of turning it around and just using it and saying, I know the enemy wanted to use it that way, but I'm the source. I got a better way, a plan for that. So if you go ahead, bow your heads and close your eyes. Why are you here today? Maybe you're going through some ugly stuff in your life and you haven't had the opportunity to consider the source. Consider the why. Maybe it's a good time to just check it. And say, God, if you can make anything turn around and use it for your good, do it. So while your heads are bowing, your eyes closed, maybe you need to have that quiet conversation with them place it all before his hands and say, God, what is going on? Why is this happening? And what do you undo through it? It's a great time to do it. And also, if you're here, maybe you didn't know that Jesus actually came and he was the son of God. And when he showed up, it was actually scandalous. Yes, but he still came. He came to earth. He lived a holy life. He willingly went to the cross and they killed him. He died on the cross. But then three days after he died, after they put him in a tomb, they sealed it up and they thought it was over. He came back to life and he's alive right now. And the reason we believe this is because he showed up to several, to hundreds of different people and proved that he was alive. So maybe you're sitting in the audience like, you know what? I want to believe in this Jesus. Because the source of why Jesus came was because God loved you so much. That's the source of it. So we want to say this prayer together. If that's you, 
We're all going to say this prayer together. Just telling God, thank you for his son. If you guys repeat after me. Dear God, thank you so much for loving me and being willing to give me your son. I believe that Jesus came to earth, that he died on the cross, and that he rose again. I receive it right now. Help me to live my life for you and you alone. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you were blessed by today's message. If so, feel free to pay it forward and share this podcast with someone else. Thanks for listening.